When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey. Well, size isn't everything, I guess. Judd Zolgad. He's white. He's white as you folks. With empty eyes and a big hollow voice. He loved to travel around with a mean old house. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Alrighty, questions ready for this Friday session. Judd laughing at questions. I feel some tension in the air right now. No, there's none whatsoever oh, for me. No, I find quite no. I think questions is funny and very effective on a daily basis. And I think you're always sincere. I love when insincere Judd pops up. <sighs> February 2016. Let's take you back to what at that time was still. Mike and Mike on ESPN Radio and, of course, on 1500 ESPN, these very airwaves. Terrell Owens was an in-studio guest and had this to say. I, I always got picked on. I always got criticized for whatever the case may be, but I just thought it was, oh, yeah. I mean, but I'm handsome now. I'm a handsome fella now. But, I mean, again, that's what, for me, I think with kids is inspiring because what I've done on the football field, despite, like you said, a lot of obstacles, I've, 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 over, I've overcome a lot of things. And for so somebody like that, for Chris Carter to come out and say something like that, I just felt like it was disrespectful. And so now you look at where I am statistically, I've surpassed him. Um, and, for, and, and what I heard, I mean, from a lot of guys, I mean, he begged his way into the Hall of Fame. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Begged his way in. Well, I don't think Chris Carter has forgotten those comments after the tweet about how he's basically happy to see that T.O. isn't coming to the enshrinement ceremonies for himself. And this was today on First Things First, FS1. At the hall, we're going to be okay. Like the members in the hall, over 310 members, we're going to be okay. We're going to have 150 live Hall of Famers at that weekend. We're going to be okay. We wanted to invite T.O. in and to embrace him. But in his decision, man, he's denied a lot of people who were significant in his life Memories that they won't be able to get back. There will be no more enshrinement. Because next year it'll be about next year's class. So T.O. in being very, very selfish, the voters and all the things that they said, man, he made the voters look awful right in making this decision. Ooh. So let's go. Which team are you on? Team T.O. or Team C.C. in this brouhaha? You know what? 
I'm on n- neither team here. No, you got to pick a I team. Pick one, no, no, no. Since I have to pick one, I'm on Team To. Did I just hear Chris Carter say selfish? Okay, but it, well, don't you? But, and To what To is doing? Why can't selfish. you call someone yeah. selfish just because you're selfish? Pot you can't kettle. call other people. Yeah, selfish. exactly. I think he would know what selfish looks like. But I am. I would like to know more about what To is doing here, and it might be completely misguided. It might be completely stupid. But I would like to know a little bit more about what the plan is here and why he's doing this before I make the official pronouncement of of that this guy's a completely harebrained for doing so. So, I don't know. Chris Carter has often rubbed me the wrong way. And, and I understand that there's been a feud between the two of them through the years now, which probably makes this a little bit worse. But I'm, I'm going to be on Team T.O. a little bit more than Carter. And I would like to know what T.O. is doing. And it might be completely wrong, and it might be completely stupid. But at least I'd like to know but before I make a pronouncement about it. I'm squarely on Team Chris Carter here. I think you can be on Team Chris Carter and also still acknowledge, yeah, Chris Carter had some of the same tendencies. But, you know, all of the knocks on Terrell Owens in his career and the reasons why, at the time, people didn't think that you could win a championship with Terrell Owens on your team and why maybe he had to wait a little longer to get in the Hall of Fame... Like he validated, like Chris Carter said, all of those things by putting out this press release and saying, you know what, I'm good. Thank you so much for for the honor, but I'm not going to be here. So all the things you would talk about T.O. being selfish, a manufacturer of drama, sort of needy and just needs constant validation, attention seeking, and even disrespectful. Those are all words you would use to describe Terrell Owens. Kind of a just a toxic me, me, me guy. And that's all coming out here too. Hey, you have a chance to be part of this. And you could also make the argument that the NFL Hall of Fame pomp and circumstance is over the top, but it's all just sort of like manufactured uh, you know, accolades. But if we're all going to buy into this meme that the Hall of Fame is really important and you get done with your career and you aspire to be in the Hall of Fame, which Terrell Owens has aspired. Look what his reaction when he was told. He broke down and cried when he was told you're a Hall of Famer, yeah, right? Yeah, which is why I'd like to know more about this. So, yeah. If there's some underlying story that nobody has been able to uncover to this point, then I guess we can wait to see what he has to say. But to me, Chris Carter's right. Terrell Owens is validating every criticism we ever had about him as a player. Fair enough. So there. All right. Well, early 2000s, Boston Red Sox lost their identity as the lovable losers. Cubs did that a few years ago. Last night, the Washington Capitals did that, winning their first Stanley Cup. And I would think it's easy to say now when it comes to the big four sports, the big four male sports, the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, the undisputed kings of sports misery now, having Mm -hmm. not won a title since the Twins in 1991. What percentage of you would like the Twin Cities to lose their identity then as sports misery? And what percentage of you wants to keep it as long as possible? Oh... It's a really, really good question. Of course questions. it is. Nice job. Thank you. Nice you job. think it's really good? No, he said really, really. Double really. I think it's okay. Because I think your conscious thought as a sports fan points you to joy and championships, and you, you want your team to not lose to the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, and you want your Timberwolves to not be dysfunctional, and the Twins to not have all the things go wrong with them that have gone wrong this year. But I think very deep in our subconscious, our entire identity, whether it's you and I doing this every day with Dave for a living, 
or whether it's just being a hardcore fan, your entire identity is teams that come up short before the championship game, right? I mean, we spend so much time just filling our inner sports chatter with 98 Vikings conversation, 2009 Brett Favre interception. If that went away, I don't know how we would react in this town. I think, obviously, it would be really fun to win a championship, but are you ready as a sports fan in this town for your entire identity to shift? The analogy I brought up before on this show is the biggest loser. Hell yeah, I want to go from 400 pounds to 150 pounds. All right. But if that happens within 30 days, are you ready for how different your life is going to be? Mama June. Most people aren't. Are you ready for how different your life is going to be? You just turned this into an argument for obesity. Well done. Correct. Uh Well done. Way to go. So I would say it's it's sort of 50-50. It should be 90% you want to win it and 10% sort of masochistic. I think think it's a little bit 50-50. We're always going to have that comfortable part of our identity that we know and trust if our teams continue to fall up short and continue to get their hearts broken in the biggest moments. While we are certainly comfortable in our 44-inch waist pants right now, and we can remain on the couch watching from the sideline as others succeed, and we think to ourselves, it's Saturday night, but I'll just stay home, eat ice cream, drink Cokes, and watch bad TV. I'm going to speak from a place of experience. I was there in 87 and 91 when the Twins won World Series titles, and that feeling of being skinny and going to prom is fantastic. So as much as we've become conditioned to be used to our lack of success, especially at crucial moments where our teams are good but still manage to flub it up, the the experience that I saw in the Metrodome on those two nights was such that I would 100% love to see us crack through, break through, and get a championship in something in either the Vikings, the Twins, Wild, or Wolves, because it would be fantastic. And the next day's show and the next week's show and going into the next season, those shows would be so much fun to do. An experience we just don't have right now. Final question. Everybody uh, with the Capitals is getting ready now for their day with the Cup. Let's just say Judd got his dream job with the Wild as their new GM once Paul Fenton's time expires. And Phil, you joined the organization. Skate sharpener? Sure. I did, I did I, that yeah. at play it against That's in man. your past, yep, so you'd I probably be good at that. You'd be a nice yep. you, know, you know, guy in the room sharpening the skates between periods. Yep. I might not get both your skates every time exactly right, but, you know. Good enough. Yep. Yeah, good enough mm-hmm. for this squad. Let's say you both get those jobs with the Wild and the Wild bring home the cup. What's your day with the cup look like? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Mine, mine would be actually pretty simple here. Um, my day with the cup would include a, a stop at Bunnies, of course. I'd take her, I'd take it down to Brits. I think the cup has been to Brits. Didn't some, somebody who won the cup a few years back take it to Brits? I'm pretty sure that that did transpire Sounds already. Familiar. Maybe up on the rooftop. Uh, I would just take it around town and, and I would allow people to see it and take pictures with it and be able to touch it. And I just think, I think sharing the joy of that trophy Sharing the joy of a trophy of such magnitude that means so many to people in the state of hockey would be watching them light up as they got a chance to put their paws, their mitts, their hands to touch that chalice. I think that'd be a lot of fun. What would you want to put? You put beer in it? Would you put anything in it? You know, I probably wouldn't because, well, I might. I wouldn't drink from it myself. I'd make I don't a- trust some, something that a little kid has crapped in before. I don't care how much you've cleaned it. <laughs> 
If if a little if a child has has had an accident in that cup, I'm not going to be drinking from it. You know what it looks like? I think there's two different drinks that I'd love to put in it. I think it looks like either the world's tallest margarita glass, sure, where you could just get some giant sea salt chunks and put them around the edge and fill that thing up. It also looks like a Moscow Mule cup, but sort of you know just a bit of a different shape. That mm-hmm. little, the tinny outside. Yeah. I think I. I'd probably put a couple different exotic drinks in it, but then I would take it around to all the other teams that have broken our hearts. Vikings, I'd spend an hour outside U.S. Bank Stadium with it, taunting. I'd spend an hour outside Target Field, Target Center. Just taunting I them? I just want uh, TCF Bank Stadium and Williams Arena. I would make sure that all the other teams are motivated by the sight of the cup. So would, would you? I'd wanted to use it. I'd but wanna, you would taunt them with it. You well, wouldn't like share the experience. You say taunt. Maybe I, maybe the word motivate is hey, is kids, a better word. Motivate. Look what I got. I don't think, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll wait for Tibbs to be gone and then take it to the Wolves. But uh, that's, I think that's what I would do. Is Chris, speaking of the cup, is Chris Long coming in next? Is he in the building or is he phone? You know, that's a very good question. I think he'll be over the phone, but if okay. he surprises us, that would be even better. Okay. So we'll catch up with our uh, Capitals-loving friend, Chris Long. Every Friday, too, Dale Tondrick and I, Tondrick Wealth Management, we sit down and we have conversations about life and investing and retirement and just making sure that you're having the right conversations and thinking the right way about your financial future. We call it the Friday Financial Playbook right here on Maggie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. Ready to be back in business or what? On 1500 ESPN. As the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert mirage. It's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. You're making me cry really now. My dad's here in the crowd. Uh, he is uh, he's diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't remember a lot of stuff. But you bet your ass he's gonna remember this one. Okay, ha- ha- were you on TV last night doing your job when this game was ending, Chris Long? Yeah, I predicted that three weeks ago that this was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> Because we saw, uh, we saw Lindsey Brown, uh, your your fellow anchor there. Lindsey Brown posted a video of you with your the, streaming the game and then reading the prompter and on TV delivering the sports report. <laughs> yeah, the, the Devonte Smith Pelly goal was scored when I was out doing a tease on forty five. <laughs> the Lars Eller goal was scored just before I did my sportscast on forty five. I was able to run back to the office. I got to watch the end of the game. And then I had to run back out to do the sports on Channel 5, and I was watching uh, when Ovechkin hoisted the cup. That happened when I was on set getting ready for the sportscast with uh, 5. So I know Judd wants to hear the stories of uh, tearful celebration. It would have happened had I not been at work, unfortunately. So you, you've been a Capitals fan since when? What was your one 40, for you? 40, 44 years. All I've right. been alive as long as they have. I probably really started following them. I'm probably five, six years old, so 79. Mm-hmm. So now now that this has finally come to pass, does it feel, did you ever think about this day, and does it feel like you expected it would, or is it different that they finally won a cup? I mean, yes, I thought about this day. Every time they ended up the one seed in the playoffs or had a 3-1 lead in a series, I thought about it. So I thought about it dozens of times. Um, 
it's just a strange feeling. I mean, it's not like I've never, you know, and, and we like to talk about the misery of both the, the markets, D.C. and Minnesota. I mean, if you're old enough, you have this memory. I remember when the Orioles won the World Series. I was an Orioles fan, not a Nationals fan growing up. There were no Nationals. And I, was, I actually got to go to game one of that World Series. So I remember that. Uh, I remember the, all three Redskins Super Bowls. Um, I was a big Redskins fan as a kid, kind of lost that a little bit as I've aged. But this has always been the team that I rooted for the most. Um, I was never – I went to, as a kid, I don't want to overstate, probably about 100 or so Capitals games. Um, so this is a team I was most invested in. And it's just a weird – you know, being at work made it strange, and then I kind of sat down after work was done and, and sort of went backward an hour in my Twitter feed and sort of relived everything there. And then all the articles that the Washington Post crew started doing, started posting. And I'm getting pictures from my cousins. All my cousins were in that mess downtown in D.C., so they were sending videos and they were sending pictures. And it kind of built and kind of built and kind of built and – you know, it was disbelief last time. I mean, that was the first thing I, I think I tweeted after the game, just, you know, that word. I said disbelief. And then sort of woke up this morning, and the fun thing now is my four-year-old, who is just starting to be old enough to kind of know what's going on with sports, she went to bed before the game started last night. So we just had to pause the game so I could talk to you guys, and there's two minutes left in the third period. So she does not know what happened yet. So that's going to be fun. That that might get me a little more choked up, too. But uh, it, it's it's – it's sort of a warm glow that's growing and growing as today goes on. I mean, last night was just excitement, but yeah, now waking up and, and I'm getting text messages from people like, you know, roommates I had in college that remembered me suffering through, you know, the sweep to the Red Wings back last time there in the finals. It's fun. I mean, that's, that's the neat part about it is just, I, I have nothing to do with this. I've been a fan. I, I went to games and wore hats and jerseys, but once you've spent, four decades you know putting into something yeah the, the warm glow it's 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 a good feeling fans we did it get some beers get some whatever <laughs> and start celebrating we're the stanley cup champions washington capitals baby Woo! Was, uh, ovechkin obviously How, to what degree does alex ovechkin finally winning his first stanley cup validate his career you know that's the thing i mean i'm a logical human being i think and he was going to be you know, if he didn't play another game ever after this Stanley Cup final, if they lost, he still would go down as one of the, I, I understand what the statistics say, but just in terms of the way he scores, he would go down as one of the three or four best goal scorers in hockey history. Um, you know, Dan Marino is still a top 10 quarterback. Uh, Charles Barkley is still a top 50 player. I, I, I never, the line I always love with coaches is when they win a championship, they say the next day, they say, well, I'm, you know, 10 times better coach than I was yesterday. So, I think if you know the sport, it doesn't change much. Um, but the person that it changes the most for is Alexander Ovechkin. I mean, you could see just – I don't know if you guys saw, there was a video about 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, Las Vegas time. I guess the MGM casinos had started this big no caps. So the Capitals hashtag and their thing was all caps. So everything on Twitter was in all caps. The MGM and kind of Las Vegas adopted this no caps thing where they wrote everything in lowercase letters and <laughs> changed their marquee. It was very funny. There's a video of Alexander Ovechkin walking through the MGM casino last night at 4.15 in the morning with the yeah. Stanley Cup. Um, it's hilarious. I think it means more to him. You know, we've heard a million stories from guys that 
from here, uh, that live here, that went to college here, that have won the Stanley Cup and what it means. But, I, you know, most people that win it haven't carried the kind of pressure with them that Alexander Ovechkin has. So, you know, I, I think, you know, it means as much to John Carlson and Denny Kuznetsov and Braden Holtby, but you know, Alexander Ovechkin's had this albatross around his neck for a decade. Longer, do you think he's growing up too? Though I, I sensed that, and this has not been true for a for his entire career. But I sensed there was a time with Ovechkin where where he was a superstar player, and he and it almost seemed like he thought inevitably I will win a cup. And then it got to you know all of those defeats and the playoff losses and the three one leads. Uh, I felt good for him last night because, one, he, he played great in the playoffs, but, two, I think there was a realization on his part after 13 years of just how damn hard it is to win this thing. Well, remember, Adam Oates tried to turn him into sort of the late-career Steve Eiserman player where yeah. he wanted him to focus more on defense and being physical, and, and Ovechkin did it. I mean, a lot of goal scorers, I mean, of, of any ilk, not to mention one of the best ever, would have gone to the team and said, screw this, this is not what I do, I'm out of here. You, you know, you trade me for whatever you need to trade me, I'm not turning into some defensive forward. He did it. And the team stunk. And then a couple years later, they missed the playoffs, and that's when uh, George McPhee got fired, and I think that was the low point. I mean, he reinvented his game at the team's behest, and it didn't work. And they missed the playoffs, which is ridiculous. After, I mean, they're the winningest team in the NHL over the last, I want to say, 12 years, and no one's close. Uh, so... You know, I think to to go through rock bottom and stay with a team and re-sign and tell anybody that would listen, look, you know, I started here. I love this town. This town loves me. I want to, you know, jump into this. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's to go through struggles like that and then come on top, absolutely, I think it means more to him because of that. Our friend uh, Chris Long, his, his favorite sports team for 40 years has been the Capitals, and they finally won their first championship last night. You can find them on 5 Eyewitness News. So, uh, I know the the real actual calendar would tell you that of the cities with four major professional sports teams, so NHL, NBA, uh, MLB, and NFL, that Minnesota held the crown because their last championship was October 1991 here, and then technically it was the 91 football season, and the Redskins won that Super Bowl in early 1992, but now there's no ambiguity. We hold the crown here, 27 years of all those bloated markets with four major sports teams. So in what order, Vikings, Twins, Wolves, Wild, in what order are those teams most likely to end the drought in your mind? Well, Vikings would be one right here and now. Yeah. Right? Um, after that, I like where the Twins are going, but I feel like these days in Major League Baseball, within the last, what, eight to ten years, you just you, you got to be one of the best four or five teams to win. Yeah, it feels like the uh, Twins and the Wild are at similar points, but like going different directions. Well, yes and no, but I think it's easier. Easier. Uh, the, the, the statistical likelihood of best teams winning holds a lot more in baseball than it does in hockey. Yeah, the Washington Capitals were not the best team in hockey this year. Um, at the beginning of the playoffs, I mean, remember Braden Holtby wasn't even the number one goalie. A lot of weird things can happen in hockey playoffs. We've seen it every time. So, yeah, if you think the Wild and the Twins are at the same place right now, I would still put the Wild a hair up just because it's chaos theory in the NHL playoffs. I mean, you know, the best teams should win but don't always. And in baseball, I feel like the best teams usually win. So I think the Twins are in better shape, but I think if we're talking next year, 
uh, I, I still think the Wild have enough that they could, you know, make one move and have. I mean, look at what Washington did. I mean, Denny Kuznetsov had 36 points or something in the playoffs. That's insane. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a hot goalie, you get a couple guys to step up, and you can make a run. So I put those two level. And then the Timberwolves, as has been mentioned much from 9 to 1 on 1500 ESPN, are, are I, I don't know exactly where they're heading. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if they know exactly where they're heading. There's too, a fighting chance people at Target Center are wondering the same thing. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to turn this into Timberwolves. I'm not selling on the walls. I just don't think that they have quite the. I mean, you guys have said this a million times. Everybody thought they would one year ago today. Yeah, and like, unless you're the Warriors, LeBron, or the Boston Celtics, Rockets, I think the, the other 26 teams in the NBA right. are all in the same boat right now. Not going to win a yeah, championship. They need, they need a cycle of teams or a cycle of players to graduate out of the NBA before we get another wave of teams that have any shot. Yeah. Well, dude, soak it in. Congratulations, Longer. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, hopefully, I want to cover one of these things. It's fun watching it from afar. Let's let's. <laughs> One of these four teams, somebody do something. I want to cover one of these. That'd be yes. even more fun. Be do, something, but it'd be fun. Do something. Do stuff. Do anything. Poking our teams with a stick. Uh, thank yeah. you, Lynx, for keeping us relevant the last seven or eight years. Uh, it's time for yeah. some of the other ones to step up, too. All right, boys. All right. Me on. See you, Lauren. See you, Chris. I'm talking to you guys uh, every couple days about this thing, and now that's over, I'm going to like sleep for 48 hours. Yes, don't blame me. Very therapeutic. All right, dude. Chris Long, <laughs> hey, our John. friend from 5 Eyewitness News, and uh, you can find him KSTP.com. Yeah, he was. He had the phone out. They were taking video of him while he was doing his job last night. I don't blame him one bit. I would have done the same That's thing. Funny. All right, we need two contestants right now. Let's go callers four and five. 651 We have twins tickets to give away. You're going to have to earn them, though. Game show Friday on Mackie and Judd. Let's talk for just a moment about Chris Lindahl Real Estate. That's right. It's a new name. And they are independent. They've announced it a week ago. They're innovation independence, so to speak. Uh, Minnesota's hometown independent real estate team. It's Chris Lindahl. The team is the same. It's a great team that helped me earn a lot more money on the sale of my condo than I ever could have imagined a year and a half ago. Uh, the relentless push to bring a fresh approach to the industry is the same. Chris Lindahl is an innovator. And their spirit of just being generous and giving back to the community. That's the same as well. But by come, by becoming their own brokerage, the Chris Lindahl team is now free to innovate as quickly as they want to. So uh, the shackles are off. This is a historic announcement among uh, Minnesota real estate. So go to the website, chrislindahl.com. It's Chris with a K. And find out how you can get a free listing side commission. The phone number is 763-401-SOL. Bill Mackey. That boy is crazy. Judd Zolgad. I like the guy. Yeah. But he says goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday. Once again, it is Game Show Friday with Mackey and Judd. Here are your hosts. It's Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Now that's more like it. Yeah. No screaming and yelling by that poor woman. No, no. I thought we took her out of here. Where's the security department at this place? (laughs) Honestly, Max, can you do something about that? They're downstairs making sure Chip Scoggins can't get up here. That's where they are. That's where security (laughs) is. I don't blame them. You see Scoggins lately? It scares me. 
He does. Uh, Game Show Friday today is sponsored by Chris Lindahl Real Estate. We have a four-pack of tickets to Twins Angels this Sunday at 1.10 p.m. We also have MLB The Show 2018 and Sherlock Gnomes Digital HD Download starring slash voiced by Johnny Depp, Emily Blunt, and James McAvoy. We've got Dave on hold. We've got Chad. In fact, uh, let's get these guys up and running here. Dave, are you there? I am. Awesome. Hey, Dave. And Chad, hey guys. what's going what's on? What's going on, man? All right, so Dave is going to be paired up with Judd, and Chad's going to be paired up with me. Dave Harrigan, what game will these guys be playing today? Dave, Chad, Judd, and Phil get ready for a very special NBA and NHL playoff edition of the 100,000 radio station prize pyramid. Uh, Pyramid game. Though we promise not to cut you off this time. How about that? I I can't promise that. That's on Phil. Just be thankful. Yeah, there should be there should almost be like a childproof stop on the drop button here for me. I maybe we can talk to IT about that. Well, I, I enjoyed it. So the way this works is we're gonna have three different rounds. And again, Dave and Judd, you're gonna be paired up, and then Chad and me, you're, uh, we're gonna be paired up. So we have essentially a list of words or names or phrases, and we have we're gonna have 30 seconds on the clock for each round. And Judd and myself have to give our partners clues as to what those names or phrases or words are. And uh, we'll just keep a tally. So within 30 seconds of round one, you get maybe you get five right, and then your score is five, okay? So does this make sense, you guys? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right, so we're all set. We'll start. Uh, Dave Harrigan, who, you flip a coin in there. Who's going to go first here? I have flipped the coin, and it came up. Phil will go first. Okay, we're going to start with NBA in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then NHL in the second round, mm-hmm. and then Dealer's Choice in the third round. Very exciting. Very, okay. very exciting. Yeah, head explosion there. All right, so 30 seconds on the clock. Chad, are you ready for this? Yep. All right. All right, and 30 seconds begins now. Player with the most championships, famous player with the most championships, Boston Celtic, old school. Cen- uh, center. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain's rival. Uh, Pass. Greatest player of the 1990s, Chicago Bull. Michael Jordan. Greatest player right now. LeBron James. The guy that you said who was a Celtic for that first answer. Larry Bird. Uh, the line... Uh, Boy, this is... The pro- we might have to jump around on these a little bit. Just because they're kind of laid out in sections here. You with the, do with what the you judge. feel okay. is necessary to compete. That's okay. Fine. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So three three points for right. Phil and Chad here to so start off with. All right. Dave and I will do NBA next as well, continuing yep. on the NBA theme. Thirty right. seconds on the clock, and, and I would that, say start wherever you want on that list, but then like go in I'll, order. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. That right. thirty seconds begins now. A long shot that results in points, Dave. Three pointer. A slam. Dunk. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was famous for this. Skyhook. Bouncing the ball is? Dribbling. A dribble in which a player switches the ball from one hand to the other. Crossover. A rejected shot is? Blocked. You grab this off the glass after a shot? Rebound. I pass you the ball and I get a? Assist. The point in basketball is to accumulate? My God. My God. <laughs> My God. Mm-hmm. When did you become an amazing 
pyramid player. You guys, you were inept at this like two no, months no, ago. No, Dave thought I was because I had PEDs? one. No, I had one. I had one bad. <laughs> I had one bad show. I'm inept at the game where I am out of the studio and come back in and get stumped. Okay. The stump, the slob. I'm bad at. I'm I not, feel like you. I'm you not hustled that bad. Us. Do you put up? Three, I'm not that bad at this game. You hustled us. You put up three purposely bad. I had a bad. I had a bad game. effort one Friday in which I was tired My and sort of bored. God. In full disclosure, very impressive. All right, let's move to and the let's NHL not sell list, Dave shall we? Let's not sell Dave short. Dave did a very good job there. <laughs> right, you I, laid him on the table for me. It wasn't hard. All right, so we go first on NHL now here, me and Chad. Yeah, is, that sounds fair. Okay. All right, Chad. Let's. We got to. This is on me here mostly. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yep. I got to give you better passes here. All right, let's do this. Here we go. Your thirty seconds begins now. Amazing goal scorer Alex. It's this person's cup. Lord Stanley. Not the red, but the blue line. When water freezes, you call it ice. You shoot the puck into a net. Not hot, but cold. Famous hockey play-by-play announcer for NBC. Pass. Uh, the country above ours. Canada. The playoff MVP. Okay. Uh, Conn Smythe Trophy would have been that that uh, last one. So what do we get there? We got uh, you got a total of seven, seven for correct. ten now okay. between the two rounds. Okay. Chad, nice job, Chad. Two, you got to stand back nice. All right. Okay, all right. so I I can I can pick up here where I want. Is that correct, boys? Yes. All right. Thirty seconds on the clock. Dave, you set. Judd and Dave. I'm ready. All right. Let us go now. Edmonton Oilers, great. Wayne Gretzky. Pittsburgh Penguins best player. Uh, uh, Yammer Yager. Um, right now. Penguins best player uh, right now. Uh, Crosby. Uh, Boston Bruins defenseman greatest of all time. Oh, jeez. Uh, I would pass. All right, we'll pass on that. Uh-oh. You drop You drop the puck and call that? Uh, face off. Uh, the paint in front of the net is known as? The crease. All right, Just so we got that one, two. We're going to count that last one, right? Okay, twelve. So we got, so we got five right there. Wow, wow. Uh, okay, so the score right now is uh, is it Judd and Dave have twelve, and me and Chad have ten going into the final round. Correct. That's what I have. Yes. Okay. All right, where are we going now? Um, so, um, Chad, would you like? Are you more comfortable with NBA or NHL as a category? Uh, probably NBA. All right. Then uh, let's get let's get some time on the clock. Thirty seconds, and we're gonna have to put post a score here. Thirty seconds on the clock. Are you all ready? We are ready. Yep. Phil, choose wherever you want on the list to begin. Okay. And you shall begin now. Okay. Uh, if things are going bad on the court, a coach might call a timeout. If I hack you on the wrist, I am called for a follow. If I take the ball from you, it is a steal. Uh, at the beginning of the game, the ref throws the. Blank up. Uh, what's it called, though? Basketball, basketball. Uh, no, like the act. Okay, if Pass. if a ball rolls past the end line, it is... Out of bounds? Lakers great in the 80s. Point guard-ish. Pretty, pretty, did you get, pretty good. Did you get five there? One, two, three, uh, four, five I correct answers. Five, yes. So 15 to 12... Judd and Dave need three to tie or force overtime. Four to win. 
All right. Dave, are you mentally prepared for this? This is a lot of pressure on a Friday. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. We got Twins tickets on the line for Sunday's game against the Angels. Are you comfortable with NHL or NBA, Dave? Let's go NBA. Uh, NBA it is. Judd, are you prepared to give your clues? Uh, yeah. Can I uh, Can I start just uh, for clarity here? Can I start at uh, 15? Question 15. Phil and Dave, are you looking at that? Yes, but you have to skip once you get to 22 for the on-air production meeting here. All right. So I can... So <laughs> wait. If he gets that far, yeah, I'm sure no, it's over. It'll be over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All pass, right. pass, 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 pass. <laughs> All right, Judd. All right, let's here we go. go. Here we go. Seconds for the win. Begins. All right. No. All right, Dave, you go to this line after getting fouled to shoot. Free throw. If I am getting the ball to you, but it hits the court, it is what? Uh, pass. All right. Um, a NBA player who is now on TNT as an analyst? Shaquille O'Neal? Nope. Uh, pass. Played for the Sixers? Um... Will Chamberlain. Uh, no, he's on. Un- uh, Charles Barkley. Yes. Uh, play by play. Oh, snap. What happened? Shad, <laughs> yeah. How did that fall apart? How did that fall apart? <laughs> oh. I think you fell apart. Oh, What's no. You? you, Fernando Rodney, in April. TNT. It was, I said TNT. I thought we were on the right track. I'm a round mound rebound. I thought say it well. All right. You're both going to win a You're prize. You're still going to get something. Dave and Chad. You're still going to get something. Chad, would you like to thank anyone, anyone in your life who got you to this point? Uh, you, sir. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Good yeah, work. Good. We'll throw those dudes on hold. <laughs> that happens. It happens. Um, okay. When, when we come back here, I have... A story for you, gentlemen. Yes, which I've been something wait- that happened. Which I've been waiting to hear all show. So something I got kicked out of an establishment recently. All right, and I need to know what you guys would have done in that spot. I can't wait to hear right. this. But uh, Judd has a word for Prime Mortgage Lending first. Yeah, and, and if you're looking for your options for a mortgage company, I want to suggest my friends at Prime and Kent McCullough. And I want to do that because, as, as I've been telling you for a while now, folks, this isn't about simply selling you on something. This is about earning your trust first. That's what Prime and that's what Kent wants to do. In fact, they would rather earn that trust than sell you that loan. That means while Prime would, would love to have you as a client, what they want to do is meet with you first. They want to sit down. They want to go through their plan. They want to explain it to you. They want you to understand exactly what this is all about. And from there, the decision is up to you. It's because this is about a couple of very important things, collaboration and teamwork. Those things are important in sports. They're important in life. They're important in business. They're important across the board. Teamwork and collaboration, it's what Prime is all about. It's what Kent is all about. It's what they believe in. And if you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. For instance, Prime wants to take some of that mystery out of the mortgage process for you. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can pay your closing costs? All you have to do to find out more is go to the website, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent.com. Do it today, Go Prime with Kent. K-E-N. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Now it's your turn. This is 1500 ESPN. Tune in Tuesdays, 6 p.m. for the Adrian Heath Show, right here on 1500 ESPN, presented by Heineken. Every week, Jamie Watson and Adrian Heath will be breaking down Minnesota United FC, MLS soccer, and much more right here on 1500 ESPN, Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock. Thank you, Dave. That was a fun game. Thanks to uh, Dave and Chad 
Man, you had that. You had that in the bag. You I know. Guys were I know. Well, we us. What happened? We were doing. We were doing great on the first one. I, I probably should have stuck with hockey for the second one. There, there was a definite pattern to the first. Uh, our first success was born from the fact that it was terms, not necessarily players. Yeah. And I think that... So you could have maybe said, hey, I feel more comfortable with hockey in yeah, this moment. Yeah, and I, prob- I probably should have stuck with hockey because I noticed when we got more to players, it became when, when he didn't get Crosby quicker, I should have said to myself, we, we should try and go m- more with uh, with terms, yeah. on ice terms. Yeah, that's okay though. It was still fun. Hey, you'll learn from it. It's not the first time a Minnesota well, it's all, sports-related figure melted down late in the game. It's all easily correctable, and that's mm-hmm. the good thing about it. Christian, Leslie, and I, and Dave, we're all going to go through the tape. We'll all see. And we'll make sure that next next uh, game show Friday that uh, you got it all ready all to right. go. So you find so so just to uh, set this up a little bit. I got a prep note last night, and we exchange prep notes on a nightly basis. Yeah, and it basically is Phil Mackey saying. I got to come clean about something. Yes, which happened a month ago. So, so this was something that has. I haven't even my... brought this up to you guys off the air. This Correct. Is the first right. time I brought so this I up no, to you guys on no or off the air. So, so to say that my curiosity is peaked right now is a massive understatement. So, all right, I don't want to say the name of the establishment because I don't. I don't think I'm not going to. Whatever, like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not thrilled with what happened. I got kicked out of an establishment. <laughs> And I want to know what you guys would have done in my shoes, okay? Okay. Right. And just before I tell the story here, uh, I'll, I'll set some scenes here. It was a it was a comedy show. There were seats and tables very close to the stage, mm-hmm. and there's probably 150 people or so. It wasn't like a we're not talking Orpheum or anything like that, but okay. but it was a so it's you know it's quaint, but it's also drinks and it's comedy. And you've been to, for instance, like you've been to comedy shows at different places. You, you and your wife go to Second City all the time in Chicago. Yes, right? and that sounds very, it sounds exactly like what yeah, you're talking about. It can be kind of rowdy sometimes, right? Yep. So before I tell the story here, is it fair to say I'm a pretty level-headed guy? I don't. I'm not like an aggro. I don't pick fights with people. Like I'm not a confrontational guy in terms of going out and about. You've been out with me enough. Like I don't berate waitresses or any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I'd fair to say. Okay. That's fair, Except fair. when it comes to Andrew Wiggins and the Wolves. Correct. There's a couple sports trigger points that if you, I don't care if you're the waiter, if whatever it is, you don't berate staff, right? That's fair. So I want, yeah, I want, I'm going to tell this. I want you guys to tell me what you would have done in my spot. So it's myself, my girlfriend, and her parents, and we're going, we're we're sitting right up close to the to the stage here, and uh, it's it's sort of a scripted portion early on for like the first hour, and then there's more of a loosey goosey portion at the end. With, a, with one or two intermissions. The table next to us is being pretty demonstrative during the scripted portion of what's happening on stage. I was maybe sitting 10 feet away from it. Everything's kind of crammed in, right? I, they were demonstrative, but you could tell that there was one guy at the table who wanted the, some, some like, they want, he wanted the wives or whatever to be quiet. And I could just sort of tell looking over there that, okay, that table's like definitely having a great time, but I can't hear any, whatever. It's not distracting or anything to me sitting 10 feet away. Do you mean heckling or just loud talking, like talking laughing? amongst themselves a little bit. Okay. But there's so much audio coming from the show. I couldn't hear it from 10 feet away. All right. And we're, and at our table, we're just, and I'm, I'm being as self-aware as possible here. Like we were sitting and watching the show and laughing like anyone else would. So we get our first drink order. You know, we're watching the show, sip the drinks down. Another waitress comes over during the show, like 30 minutes in, and, and I'm thinking, oh, 
drink number two. Let's fire, let's get rowdy tonight. Drink number two, right? And she leans over and says, sort of nervously and awkwardly, um, excuse me, we're getting some complaints from the cast members that this table is being too loud. We would just really ask respectfully that you keep your voices down and not distract the cast on the stage. Um, or we're going to have to ask you to leave. Thank you very much. Like with no discussion, thank you very much and leaves. And so it took me halfway through her little dissertation to realize, oh, she's not coming for our drink orders. She's like scolding us for being too loud. And so I'm, I'm trying to run the, like run the scenarios in my head. Here. I'm like, oh, she, okay. Someone back there pointed out the wrong table or she like, there was a miscommunication here. It was and it's the other table. obviously the wrong table. Right. People make mistakes. It's kind of a buzzkill. I don't even know why you'd come over to any table unless they were being completely obnoxious at that type of a setting, right? Yeah. I thought just in general, whether it was a mistake or not, I don't know. That's not the type of setting that you come over and tell people to relax. Like you're put, it's, people are drinking, it's comedy and whatever. Whatever, okay? The scripted portion gets over. And now there's an intermission between the, for that and the loosey-goosey part where it's just a little bit more like freewheeling. Another person comes over to our table. This time, somebody in more of a suit and a tie, the manager, whoever mm-hmm. was managing that night. Mm-hmm. And again, what would you do if you were me in this situation? And this guy comes over and says, excuse me, to our table, you've already been asked once to be quiet, <laughs> like very sternly. I'm going to have to ask you, we're, we're, we're going to have to ask you to leave if you don't quiet down. The cast finds it very distracting. And I, and I said, I think... In fact, I'm pretty sure this is the second time someone's come over here, and it's the wrong table. And had the, the table, table quieted down or not? They've been. I, I again, I didn't even hear them. I saw okay. them being a little bit demonstrative because they clearly didn't talk to them. They talked to you the first time, correct? And they never talked to this other. So table. they wouldn't know. So I said, if sir, if if any table up here is being loud, it's got to be the table next to us because we've just been sitting here enjoying the show like anyone would. And he says. That's not true. I've been watching your table for quite some time. I'll go talk to other tables too, but if you don't quiet down, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And that's when like the Quentin Tarantino Uh-oh. bells go red. off in my head. And I'm like, I knew he was lying at that point. Right. And I'm again, people might say, are you sure you weren't being loud? Honest to God. I mean, we're, it's me and my girlfriend and her mom and dad are sitting at this table, like watching the show. And sure. And it was so misidentified the table, which everything's close quarters, and then doubles down by like fighting back with me as I'm telling him, hey, you got this is the second time someone's come over. Like, it's the wrong table. We're kind of annoyed by it. Like, what do you like? Why are you coming over? It's a comedy show, for God's sake. Right. And so from that point, he kept insisting that, no, it's your table. And I kept insisting, no, it's not. You're lying to us. And I know you're lying. And, and I didn't want to play the, like, I'm in the media car. But I did. I said, I've been around the entertainment industry long enough to know, like, this is a horribly unprofessional way. to Like, what you're doing right now is incredibly unprofessional and wrong, and you're lying. And I kept pushing, and he said, you guys are, like, we're going to have to kick you out. <laughs> so it we wasn't just, it was the whole table? Yes. You got everyone booted? Yes. So, so and then you I, got, and then because spent, of your big fat mouth? Well, so your girlfriend's parent. Now, what What was the. the well, they were fired up. They were fired up, too. Everyone oh, was fired well, up. Oh, well, then you're on the same page. Everybody, it's no, everybody was on the same page. Oh, then it's galvanizing. And then, and then I. This is not like me. I spent five minutes downstairs. Oh, by the way, we somehow like demanded a refund and got a refund, which doesn't, didn't really matter. We, the show was great. Did you get it? The though? show was great, by the way. Did you get the refund? Yes. Which, wow. yeah, if you're going to treat a customer like that, like the least you could do is refund their money. But yeah. and I'm not a I'm not a well, complaint about customer service guy. 
But when when someone is lying like that in that situation, I just felt like I'm not going to sit here and take this. This is ridiculous. And then I spent five minutes downstairs as calmly as but sternly as possible explaining like how much he botched the situation and like you really like you screwed this up so bad. Like you, I know you weren't. You know it wasn't our table, but you doubled down on it, and now you're lying to us. And, and what did the person downstairs say? He just sat. It was the same guy. He just sat there. Oh, and like you just lectured him. Good. It was, uh, yeah. So I guess Love if you were people. me and you knew someone was lying in that spot, would you have just like laid down or would you have fought back like I did? I would have just left immediately. <laughs> I would have chirped and threw a brick through the window. Yeah. I, would just said, I would have just said, Don't see lie. ya, bye. You're a liar. This is why we stay home, honey. <laughs> NHL on the fly. Yeah, exactly. Let's go watch highlights. Yeah.